0: You still have to meet the letter of the law, That that's a requirement. But going beyond the letter of the law, the spirit of the law, looking at a buyer and knowing what his intent really is, what you want to do is treat that person with fairness and goodness. So you're going beyond just trying to do the right thing. <laughs>
1: Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky here. I am your host. I'm also very thankful for you joining us today, as I am uh, Mr. Joel Malkoff. Welcome to the show, Joel.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it, Rick.
1: Now, you and I, Joel, we were just talking about... uh, Um, ethics and uh, how they affect the globe and everybody who operates a business uh, or even personally and we're going to be taking obviously a deep dive into your new book selling ethically which i can't wait to um, take a look at with you and learn from you Um, you've taken a very interesting approach to writing this book now before we do that joe i was wondering if we can just uh, learn a little bit more about yourself and i think it might be a good place to start is to find out where you're located in this big wide wonderful world of ours
0: well, um, I'm located in uh, Avon, Connecticut, U.S., and um, grew up in uh, New York City. Uh, from my own point of view, um, uh, my experience in writing the book was really uh, an offshoot from my career. I'm uh, I'm running a medical device company in um, in Connecticut. We specialize in uh, medical research products, and uh, it's especially uh, exciting. Um, in terms of today because we're, we're helping researchers uh, find cures for uh, and develop vaccines for what's
1: going on today with uh, COVID-19. Very important, very important indeed. Now, um, um, given that uh, we're, I guess, largely in a lockdown state, I don't know what's happening where you are right now, but um, when you're free to roam and do as do as you will, do you have any things you like to do? Do you have any recreations that you get involved with? Uh, well, I enjoy most, um, you know, just being outside,
0: you know, taking nice long walks, uh, and boating, um, you know, all those things are very exciting to me, uh, but really over the last, uh, year, year and a half, I, I wound up, uh, perfecting my skills running my company, uh, remotely, oh. so, uh, we're very involved with, uh, uh, virtual demos and, um, and a lot of things that just aren't face-to-face any longer. Um, I don't think there's much of a difference uh, between that and face-to-face in terms of uh, being ethical in business and, and selling ethically. Um, I think the situation is the same for both.
1: Yeah, of course. I was just wondering, just quickly, um, what type of boats? River boats, sea boats, seafaring boats? Uh, sea, yes. Nice. There's nothing yeah, better... Like to be uh, the ocean. Yeah, there's nothing better than getting that uh, salt spray and just that smell of the ocean, is there? Um, no, there isn't. And I, um, when I got married, we,
0: we moved out of Brooklyn, New York, onto uh, Staten Island, one of the boroughs. So it's an island, and uh, being an island, a little smaller than uh, Australia, but an island. Yes, island um, you know, nevertheless, surrounded by, <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by water, and it's just uh, it's just great. That's why I, I kind of allow my mind to. To think freely
1: yeah i i take a bit of time joel and before we get into the the core of the call because i love to learn more about the people i'm speaking with and i always always wonder to myself i have people that i would love to meet um be they famous or not doesn't really matter but if you had somebody that you could meet who would you choose who would you love to meet are they an um. author they're a business owner they're a superstar
0: it's interesting it's probably from uh, from a business point of view it'd be interesting to meet uh, a stephen jobs of the world yes uh, you know god bless his soul but yes. you know just that just that creativity end of it and um i think from a business point of view he's one of the people that i really uh look up to for his own creativity. Uh, like all people, we all have our uh, pluses and minuses, but you know, his, his ability to see into the future and his desire for perfection along with simplicity, yep. uh, just is, uh, it's just a perfect combination. And I think because he has an, an he's an artist of heart, uh, that, with business sense together, just made a very unique situation. And uh, look at the company he uh, built and oh, yeah. rebuilt and then rebuilt again.
1: <laughs> yes. um, Says something for just, perseverance, doesn't it? Yeah, just, you know, totally amazing. Just totally amazing. So when you were growing up, Joel, um, I, I recall um, I enjoyed reading uh, reading books. Did you enjoy reading books when you were growing up? <coughs>
0: Um, I think just growing up in the streets of uh, New York, Brooklyn in particular, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, it was a little bit of a tough life. So um, you know, you kind of grew up. I grew up in a very ethnic area, you know, Italian and Jewish. Uh, so a lot of macho ness. There was a little less reading, and there's a little more physicality. You're right. Um, but I think when I was growing up, uh, what I enjoyed most was actually comic books. So oh, um, very good idols would be like Superman um So that's someone I always kind of looked up to, and and it was a degree of ethics that w- that was there, and especially uh, when it came out. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, really, publications around World War II. There was kind of fighting. Um, you know, he was uh, he was a crusader, if you will. Yes. Um, so it was just something I enjoy uh, growing up as. Uh, when I went to college, then I started getting into, uh, and high school, of course, more serious reading. Um, but I always gravitated more towards business books, and then later in life, a
1: little more towards spirituality. Fantastic. Do you uh, um, you're a man of God? Um, is is that part of your life? Yes, it's probably
0: the core. Um, I had an epiphany when I was in my 30s, so I kind of went from. Um, Uh, what I might say, unethical behavior to ethical behavior uh, because of the epiphany. So uh, it was kind of a spiritual awakening, and I believe uh, everyone can have a spiritual awakening um, in whatever religion you happen to uh, believe in or even from a nature point of view. Mm -hmm. But um, my book itself is, uh, um, you might quote a narrative nonfiction, or um, a creative fiction, but it's uh, it's actually an autobiography of myself. Um, so it's when I first got into my career in business, um, having that epiphany, and then um, and then going from unethical behavior to ethical behavior. Um, so the the book itself is a documentation. Uh, if you will, from when I graduated Pace University in New York City with Mm -hmm. a very high degree of uh, what I believed ivory tower ethics. Mm -hmm. Um, And because it was 73, it was an energy crunch, Um, I wound up not being able to work for a large corporation, so I wound up uh, my first job in the car industry. So uh, (laughs) you can imagine, you know, I I learned the art of uh, bait and switch and manipulating with fear and uh, quite a lot of unethical uh, tactics to uh, make one-shot sales and I kind of went through that period of my life until I, I got a job with a large corporation mm-hmm. uh, selling commercial lighting uh, figuring that that would be a little more ethical, you know, with a little high-mindedness of bringing light into the world, but um, you know, the light industry, there's only a couple of players in it and there's price fixing, and there's a number of other things that go on in that industry. Yeah. Um, so after that point, they went into the medical world, figuring, selling medical products, what could be better? Um, you know, bringing, saving lives, and just uh, helping people. Um, but, you know, there's, there's many issues in the medical industry, too. So... Um, I kind of walked down that path, and um, until I had my epiphany and uh, had a spiritual awareness, uh, that's when I felt more accountability to uh, be more ethical uh, to myself, to God, and uh, my fellow man. So the book is, uh, my book is is actually that. It's, it's, it's a that stage. Yeah, and it's written as a parable so I always found myself when I was reading business books that were parables, I kind of got it. I didn't need um, summaries or subcategories or um,
1: definitions and different sidebars.
0: Yeah. You know, I just wanted to read a story and, and have the message come through so that was the reason um, I wrote the book uh, as a parable. So, in essence, uh, I wind up having an experience and I wind up winding up in heavenly court. So I'm being uh, tried, if you will, yep. by algen- algenic, uh, um prosecutors and judges. Was I ethical in business? So I kind of go back in time and visit my past life um, and see what things went on and how I look at it right now. And then I have to kind of um, – I'm on trial for my life. So. Yeah. Uh, it's so kind of the premise of the book. <laughs> yeah, very short. So <laughs> I kind of get the message across. Uh, you know, you might look at it like a movie, It's a Wonderful Life, where you kind of visit, you know, back in time. I was about
1: to say it sounded like a movie script.
0: Yeah, Christmas Carol, you know, things like Christmas Story. Yes. Things like that. Yes. Um, so that was um, – that was my focus in the book, and because I'm, I'm running a medical device company, which is my full-time-and-a-half job, mm-hmm. uh, the book was written uh, nights, weekends, vacations. It, it took about eight years to, uh, to write the book. Wow. I, I, actually, I finished it in ten months, but um, it took another seven years to do all the revisions of the book. Um, <laughs> 60,000 words, bringing it down to thirty bringing it down to 15, bringing it back up to 25,000 yep, yep. words, and, and that's the final edition of the book. I wanted a fast read. I wanted something where if somebody got on a plane in the U.S. going from east to west coast or going across the pond and going to Europe, Yep, uh, they'd be able to finish the book in uh, three or four hours.
1: Uh, so th- that was the goal. So when you put pen to paper, if that's the way you were doing it, where did you start? What was the first thing that you you said to yourself, "How did you go about writing it? Was it easy?"
0: Um, I, I think it was uh, kind of another epiphany, if you will, yep. where uh, I kind of felt like um, I wound up being accountable in uh, a heavenly court. Was I um, was I ethical in business? So that actually is. Um, uh, from a religious point of view, that's one of the first questions that's asked when you're um, when you enter the pearly gates or when you go to heaven. Because business is a great testing ground; it's a perfect testing ground to see if you're ethical or not in business. So there's so many trials and tribulations in, in that world. So um, it was really that thought that I wind up being in heavenly court and. And from that thought process, uh, I said, okay, there's going to be a prosecutor and judges. And uh, and then I started thinking further about it. And I thought about, okay, as a parable, that would be kind of interesting. And then I had myself, um, I drew up an outline and I had the different jobs I had that I wanted to uh, present. And then I thought, how do I get these messages across? So I, I said, going back. And visiting these um, these sites when I was a younger Joel Malkov, and kind of looking on at the younger Joel and seeing what he was doing, uh, and then going back into Heavenly Court and defending what I saw. Um,
1: that's kind
0: of how you know, the idea it nurtured uh, itself. So,
1: yeah, yeah, fantastic. I appreciate you sharing it. I'm loving this uh, this call, Joel. Thank you. I, I wonder if we can go back to some fundamentals for people that are sitting, uh, listening to this, thinking, well, I've heard of ethics, but what are they? Could you explain to people what ethics are?
0: Well, I think first, you know, kind of differentiating between um acting honestly, which is incident by incident, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to ethics when you're kind of going uh, beyond the letter of the law. So you still have to meet the letter of the law. That That's a requirement. Yeah. Uh, but going beyond the letter of the law, uh, the spirit of the law, looking at a buyer and knowing what his intent really is, uh, what you want to do is treat that person with fairness and goodness. So, you're going beyond just trying to do the right thing. Um, so, from an honest point of view, integrity. <coughs> excuse me. You're, um, you you want to provide full um, disclosure when you're presenting a product or a service to a buyer. You don't want to mislead. You don't want to manipulate with uh, fear. You don't want to slander a competitor. Um, you wanna do all those things so you present yourself as as an honest salesperson, honest business person. Um, but when you really understand what the buyer wants and you understand the intent and you can empathize with what's going on, then you can um, provide fairness and goodness to the sales situation. And I think that buyer selling relationship, that's the important part. So it's it's let the seller beware. It's not let the buyer beware. So, the obligation on a salesperson is to be upfront, uh, to provide um, full disclosure, yeah. to, uh, again, not manipulate, not slander. So, it's not for the buyer to have to be cautious that the seller is trying to hurt the person. It's the seller's obligation to sell ethically.
1: Absolutely. I, I, the thing that comes to my mind, Joel, is the word intuition both on the part of the salesperson, but also the buyer, the potential purchaser. I often get a sense, if you will, that this person is a little bit underhanded. I don't feel good about them. Um, Can you spot somebody like that? And what should you be looking for? Um, Well, there's a,
0: yes. um, You know, I think if you're looking at um, sellers that may not be ethical, Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
0: You know, I think there's some key words, you know, you can, uh, and there's also body language. So, you know, as a buyer and, you know, I buy as much as I sell, <laughs> you know, if yeah. I see a seller that uh, isn't looking me in the eyes, that's the first sign that um, there's, there's a lack of a desire to really contact with me. Uh, on a level, he's not willing to look me in the eye. Yeah. if he's not willing to really uh, introduce himself and he's putting his name up front and he's shaking my hand, um, which you may uh, may not be able to do too much longer. You know, those are the things that give me the indication that um, I mean I may not be dealing with an honest salesperson. Uh, again, not looking in the eye, or as simple as um, certain words. You know, when when a salesperson says something like "Let me be honest with you," you know, that's a yeah. catchphrase to me. It's like, no, you can keep on lying. Yeah, you know? um, <laughs>
1: I often wonder know, about it, that. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, so you know, when I when I train my sales force, because people, salespeople typically have something like that. Well, let me be honest with you. You know, I say it sends a very bad message oh, to, yeah. uh, to a buyer, so I said to replace uh, a habit like that, you need to replace it with something else, so it's not just, I'm not just telling my salespeople, uh, don't say, let me be honest with you, I need to give them a replacement, so I say, you know, let me be frank. So when you're talking, say something like that, let me be frank. It may mean the same thing, but it doesn't make that um, buyer feel a little uncomfortable. Um, so, from from a from a, a buyer to a seller point of view, mm-hmm. if I'm sensing the um, the seller isn't really interested in uh, empathizing with me, not really trying to understand uh, what I really need in a product or a service, you know, he's just giving me a whole barrage of qualifying. Uh, questions and trying to uh, pre-close me, yes. then you know, I'm sensing there's no, um, there's, there's no long-term commitment. It's a one-shot sell.
1: I, uh, I have so many questions that come from this. If you have somebody who comes onto your team, Joel, and they've come from a working environment that um, supports, if you like, unethical um, selling behavior, is it difficult to um, unwind that and retrain them to a different standard, a different way of selling? um
0: yes it is you know the person really needs um an, an inner in a feeling why it's right to now change their behavior and to start selling ethically you know if the person um just doesn't have that feeling that it's important then then why would the person do it you know when i was in car sales i didn't see any reason to act differently than the way everyone else was acting you know so one shot sell and uh, you look just to close business any way you can and um, when you don't feel a desire to form a long-term relationship with it that's a that's a real disadvantage to becoming uh, an ethical salesperson when i moved into the world where um, i had a sales territory and i had to i had to build long-term relationships that was the start yeah. of uh, the realization that you have to be ethical or you're not going to be able to build a long-term relationship. You may get a one-shot sale, but you're not going to build a long-term relationship.
1: I think about this uh, in terms of the buying a car experience from a car lot. And I think to myself, how much different could it be for a salesperson to try to build a real connection Uh, sell you a a good car that is in good condition and disclose anything that might be wrong with it so they're open, uh, honest and upfront so that you go away and then you could remember that same salesperson. Have you had experiences like that? Good experiences? Um
0: on a personal level, when I was in the car industry, I haven't really had many good experiences like that. Mm-hmm. There were some people that um, I did connect to, and uh, I did feel like I, I didn't want to sell uh, that person something that I, I knew in my heart was not a good vehicle.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but there were people like uh, Joe Girard, a, a very famous car salesman that... Uh, sold thousands of cars every year, and he built his career by uh, being in touch with people and really developing a very solid relationship, um, where he would get entire families to keep coming back to him. Um, it was a little less uh, from the point of view of ethics. It was more from the point of view of uh, he knew how to do really good follow-up. He knew how to touch people in terms of birthdays, anniversaries. Yes. you know He he did a good. He did a good job in terms of uh, making sure he kept his uh, customer base solid. Um, my assumption also is he um, he wasn't selling things that were um, that were bad by nature. He was also a new car salesman, so um, you know, it's a lot more flexibility when you're selling new cars versus used cars. Uh, used cars are just plagued with. Uh, reasons why you may not want to do full disclosure.
1: <laughs> I, I wonder, um, when somebody's uh, becoming a salesperson, it's, it's like when you, you start off as a baby, you have no programming, you, you don't understand anything and you, your exposures, the people that you work with, the people that influence you, uh, having an, an impact on how you turn out. Could the same be said for uh, salespeople when, um, when you're training somebody, what is the first thing that you take them through?
0: Well, I mean, it happened to me. You know, when I graduated uh, college, I, I had high ethics in, in terms of academia. Mm-hmm. But then I went up in the car industry, so my mentors were uh, people that weren't at the highest level of ethics that you might want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it was just the process of uh, finally having awakening and finally having better mentors. Um, that I became more ethical. Uh, from my own point of view, in, in training salespeople, um, you have to do your basics. And I think the basics is um, uh, really understanding what the buyer is looking for. Yeah. And that's the first premise. And and once you can uh, reset level, then how you handle the sales situation needs to be very ethical. And then it's going back to, Full disclosure, and not manipulating, not misleading, uh, not slandering competitors. You know, all, all those things allow you to build trust with, um, with your buyer. And, you know, many times I have, uh, to the surprise of the buyer, said, you know, I don't think this product is right for you. And uh, after they get over their initial shock, um, <laughs> and you <laughs> may you not. not make that sale... Uh, your future is very good because you're going to be first on a list when a person wants to buy something um, to contact you.
1: I think also it would be, it would position that individual, that salesperson to make better employment decisions in the future, wouldn't
0: it? Yes, very much. And, uh, you know, I think it goes from the bottom up, you know, from salespeople learning to the top down, uh, a corporation having um good ethics. And, you know, uh, I think ethical corporations, it becomes very difficult today because most corporations look at ethics as uh, a necessary expense. Um, They don't really see it as a profit center. And it really is a profit center because one, it allows you to build long-term relationships. And once you develop good long-term relationships, it's less costly to... uh, to advertise your products because the people already know you and the best business you're ever going to get is going to be references and referrals and you're only going to get that if uh, buyers trust you so there, there are companies that uh, do project an ethical image which you know I think is extremely important but I think most of those companies really don't internalize it that it really is a profit center it's
1: not just an expense yeah, that's a very interesting perspective because I've I've often heard the saying Joel um, salespeople have more fun. Now I don't know what you read into that, whether or not they're just being uh, underhanded and unethical by definition, or if they you know they do truly believe the words that are coming out of their mouth. And it, it, it'd be a litmus test to you know stand in front of people like uh, with your knowledge, knowing what you know. Uh, I was just wondering, do you, can you recall an experience without naming names or businesses, maybe share a positive experience that you've had, personally? In terms of? of? Of you being a buyer, because I think from a perspective, there's two sides to this, obviously. There's the selling, that's the seller, and then there's the buyer. So to give balance to the audience, I think it's important if we could give both perspectives. And what you thought about that, and what you thought you left the, the actual seller feeling about you?
0: Um. You know, it's also buyer um, responsibilities, especially today. Yep. So, um, let, let's say I'm looking for uh, a really nice camera. And, you know, I, I know I can buy it for X amount of dollars on, let's say, Amazon. Uh, but I want the experience of learning more about the features and benefits of the camera. Yep. So, you know, I would go into a camera store, um, a salesperson would approach me and, um, You know, what's your different choices? You know, some people as uh as buyers would just uh steal, if you will, the salesperson's time with no intention to buy the product, uh, because they can buy it a good deal cheaper on Amazon. So uh, you know, they're gathering all the information not planning on buying. So when I have situations like that, I would go into the camera store which I have, you know, and said, you know, I prefer to buy from a local store. Um, I'm willing to pay uh, a certain percent more than I can online. Yeah. You know, I appreciate the service. I appreciate the knowledge. Uh, but I'm not willing to pay 30 or 40 percent more. I'm willing to pay 10 or 15 percent more. Um, and I think when you present it like that to a salesperson, there should be an appreciation. And I, I found there, there have been. Um, most of the good salespeople that i have experienced um were were at a high degree of empathy you know they just uh they just always looked at it from a point of view of uh they looked into my eyes they understood what i wanted they were very upfront about it
1: yeah
0: Um, those were my good experiences everything from uh buying electronic equipment to uh to cars.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a very uh, a valuable insight. Thank you for sharing. So it gives everybody something to think about on both sides of the coin here. You have a role to play as a buyer and you have a role to play as a seller. Now, uh, in terms of writing books, Joel, do you think there's anything else coming out of your pen soon?
0: Uh, well, I think my goal right now, and, and again, I'm a business person, a, a salesperson by nature. Yeah. Uh, the experience of being an author was a little new to me. Uh, very difficult industry, by the way. You know, there's very little money in it, um, and there's surely a lot of labor. And, um, and just the PR to, um, to help sell your book is just an enormous amount of effort. Um, if you really think about it, there's very few uh, industries that produce a million products uh, a year, uh, which is about the number of books that come out a year, not including e-books. And, um, you know, almost all of them fail as, uh, as a seller, you know, of books. So the, the whole industry is very strange. And, uh, you know, just writing a book, I, I have uh, experienced, Rick. Uh, a good deal of uh, people and companies out there that they really are a bit of a scam where they're saying, you know, use my service, I help you sell books or different ways to game yep. um, your book. So it becomes a top seller uh, by just placing your book in esoteric uh, categories on Amazon. So you, you rise to the top. I mean, there's a lot of strange stuff going on in the book industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't see myself um, at this point writing another book because, again, it was kind of from an epiphany and it was a story of my life. But there are a good deal of other stories that were part of it. So I guess I could get dragged back to Heavenly (laughs) Court again. Uh, That is possible. But most of my effort effort right now is is really – Trying to reach out to the people that are in uh, ethical companies, uh, VPs, CEOs of uh, you know really strong companies like, example Salesforce. dot com, you know where you have uh, a very very ethical company run by a very ethical person. Uh, with my goal is, you know, here's my book, uh, read it, and if you like it, you know, please buy a couple of thousand and distribute it to your Salesforce. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Uh, What I'm trying to do right now is really uh, what they would call bulk sales in uh, in book selling. I I would like my book to be used as a tool uh, by companies for entire sales forces.
1: Well, that's amazing. That's a really good mission and uh, very much one that you should stick to until you see that success, Joe. I wish you all all the best with that. Now, when people want to find this book and they want to connect with you to learn more how they can buy it in bulk for their organisation so they can start training from top down, um, where are they going to go?
0: Uh, Amazon, uh, the source of everything. Uh, I have a hard-covered book. I have a soft-covered book. Um, I have an e-book. And I just uh, had a, an excellent actor uh, finish the audio book. Fantastic. So there's uh, you know, four different versions available. You can't miss it, can you? Do you have a website that they can visit? Yes, and, um,
1: and the website is uh, theethicsgiver.com there you go everybody was on the call today if you're wondering about ethical behavior in the workplace or, or personally for that matter i strongly recommend you get ha- your hands on joel's book selling ethically uh, as he mentioned on amazon and also on the website domain that he has just mentioned and with all that being said joel this has just been one cracker of a call thank you so very much for joining me on right. the my future business show today
0: truly my pleasure i i enjoyed the talk and thank you again for the interview